Broadcasting from the island of North America on AMR.FM to the people of the Global South, this is Radio for the Blind, and I am Joshua David McLaren. In the Philippines, the average sugarcane worker has paid the equivalent of about seven United States dollars for each week of work. A typical work day is 12 to 14 hours long in the hot tropical sun, with temperature ranges from 88 degrees Fahrenheit to 102 degrees Fahrenheit in 85 to 100% humidity. A sugarcane worker will usually only afford himself one meal a day that consists of a plate of rice, but if he's fortunate, salt or vegetable oil or dried minnows. We should consider this while munching between meals in our offices where we survive in swivel chairs and air conditioning and such. Let us redefine again our needs and live more simply so that others of our species may just simply live. Chapter 9 The Cause of the Weak There are voices that will not be heard unless we give them voice. Sweet lifetimes that will forever be unfound and lost if we were not to speak of them and write their causes upon the foreheads of the ones who will not listen. Consider the cause of the weak, written upon the foreheads of the ones who will not listen. The forehead is an interesting place to write a reminder, as those who find they have been marked in such a way will remain unaware of the inscription on their brows, despite the conspicuous nature of their heading. These cretinous gadabouts will remain as such until they chance upon their own reflections and witness for themselves that which has to others been apparent. We must ask ourselves how we may be similar to this and seek to read what messages we may find in our reflections as we wander in this apologue, for they will be more prominent than the cockles of our countenances. Those who see such messages will fixate thereupon them, struggle to remove them, and, if they cannot, they may try to hide them from the world, for they will know that they are seen as hypocrites if such messages are conveyed. We must, each one of us, truly recognize the reason for obeisance toward every individual around. How often we forget this thing, how often we neglect someone because his clothes are torn or her life seems difficult. I have too much to worry about to choose to deal with you as well, we often think and then move on, feeling justified in a few dollars dropped from the comparative oceans of our wealth. We should be free with our possessions, for they are not truly ours. Everything that we have beyond our breath and skin is often here because someone had a thought that changed into an idea that moved into creation using parts and pieces, ideas and the like that were created through this self-same process. 
We are mistaken when we hire labor to manufacture all our bright ideas and then tell them that their time is not worth ours, that we are more important to the operation than they are. Eventually, and inevitably, they will stop caring when at first they cared so much, for they will have no emotional investment in the process that it takes to see our hopeful dreams come true. We are mistaken when we find things to encourage them by offering incentives and the like, promising to care for them and those they love. In this way, we grab a hold of what it is they feel is most important, which brings emotional investment as ransom. We do this when we give them health care, dental, vision, etc., things that sustain life. We are mistaken when we make these more expensive for those who will not subscribe to our ideals and therefore be controlled by the fear of losing everything if somebody gets hurt. Once you know the names of those who find toilet paper to be a luxury of the wealthy, once you speak their languages, know their hearts, and know their lives, once you have bathed beside them in the streets and may call them all your friends, once you have watched them suffer, starve, and heard about their deaths by simple means of some disease that kills only those without sufficient currency to thus remain alive, once you have seen the promise in a child burn out within the fields where he must work to keep his family alive, once you have seen these things, and many others that delineate the massive differences that in this world exist, and you can say you know these people as you truly know yourselves, then you may say, This imbalance is just the way the world is. I therefore will abuse and exploit whomever I may choose, for I do not need to share my wealth with anything or anyone but me. And you will know that you are wrong. As a caveat, it is a worthy goal to someday give 50% of all new income to those in need. Give it to a charity that improves the world. Give it to a person who holds the promise of making this a better place for all of us, and who will justly pay it forward, so to speak. Work your way into it. Set financial goals, such as, once I have $5 million saved, then I will split everything that I will receive directly down the middle. Realize how much money that will be, and how difficult it will be to give so much with such consistency, and build yourself a plan that steps your giving up from 5% to the 50 that is your final goal. For example, tell yourself, until I have $5,000 saved, I will give just 5%. But once I've reached that goal, I will give 10% and reach toward a new goal of $10,000 saved, wherein I will give 15%. However you may plan to do it, see that it gets done, and do not stop right there, but share yourself as well with this great world, for there is much of you that the world would love to know. You see, we all may learn from one another's lives, so be open with the world about yourself and who you are. Allow us all to learn from you. But do not let this steep too long within your ego, as the earth holds life for more than only you. Time does not equal money. When total liquid assets, otherwise known as available income, are found to be $100, you may consider yourself your own charitable contribution 
and keep 100% for yourself. At $500, 100% is for yourself. $1,000 for yourself. $5,000. Once you have $5,000 in liquid assets available at any time, 95% to you, 5% to others. Find somebody in need. Once you've got $10,000 on hand at any time, anytime you get new money in, a new check rolls in, you got that $10,000 in the bank, keep 90% for you, take 10% and give it to somebody who might need it. All kinds of people can be helped by money. These percentages are taken from new income only. For example, if I have $250,000 in liquid assets, meaning at any point I can make a $250,000 purchase without procuring a loan, and I receive a check for $1,000, then I would keep $750 for myself and share $250 with others. Step yourself up when you've got $50,000 in the bank, 85% for you, 15% for others. When you've got 100000 in the bank, 80% for you, 20% for others. When you've got $250,000 in the bank, 75% for you, 25% for others. When you've got $500,000 in the bank, 70% for you, 30% for others. When you've got a million dollars in the bank, 65% for you, 35% for others. When you've got $2 million in the bank, 60% for you, 40% for others. When you've got $3 million in the bank, 55% for you, 45% for others. When you've got $5 million in the bank, well, now you've hit that kind of goal where you can really afford to think of other people like you think of yourself. And when you get paid, you don't think, oh man, I got paid. But you think, oh, we got paid, we got paid. And you split 50-50, everything new that comes in. And giving people jobs is not philanthropy. This is business, and considered putting money toward oneself. Donating one's time is not equivalent to donating one's financial resources, as time cannot put food on someone's table the way that money can. Give of your time also, but realize time does not equal money.